Hello, and welcome to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. We're ready to dive into the deep end of running a creative business, the joys, the sorrows, and the shit no one wants to talk about. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, a traveling wedding photographer and coach for creative business owners who scaled two businesses while single parenting, so I know it doesn't always go as planned. Hold on to your seats as we explore what wholeness looks like within your creative journey and how growth doesn't always come in the ways we expect. Hey, and welcome back to the Dangerous Creatives Podcast. I'm your host, Kristen Sweeting, and I'm really excited because today in our workshop series, we are talking about TikTok, and I have to admit that I have not been an early adopter of TikTok. I'm not the best at coordinating dances. I kind of just don't know what to do with it and feel overwhelmed by all the different social media platforms. And I think like photographers have gotten kind of like pigeonholed into Instagram. Like we just live our whole lives on Instagram. It's a whole thing. So anyway, I'm really excited because my friend Sarah McGlory is here to talk with us about TikTok and just some examples of things you can do, how her business has been built through her channel on TikTok and some of the mindset things that might be keeping us from trying something new or jumping into a new platform. So Sarah, I'm so excited you're here and I would love just for you to introduce yourself and what you started posting on TikTok and what that evolution has looked like for you. Okay. Well, I am Sarah McGlory. That is true. I started TikTok in January of 2021, but I had done prior to that, I was on YouTube. I wanted I still want to have a YouTube career because I love that platform, but I got nowhere. Like I worked so hard for years and I ended up, I think I still have like less than 600 subscribers. So then my daughter, I have a 22 year old daughter and she was on TikTok, of course. And she's like, you should try this. This is, this is fun. And I'm like, no, it's just dances. And like, I was a classically trained ballerina. I cannot shake my hips or move my shoulders at all. (laughs) So I had that same mentality that it's just like trends and dances. And we had kind of something happen in our life where we were bringing a baby home, like from the hospital, newborn baby. So we brought her home at the beginning of February and I just thought, okay, I was just dipping my toes into TikTok and I thought the only thing I'm going to be able to consistently do is cleaning videos. So I decided to do those because I still wanted to keep the aspect of making videos because that really nourishes me and it's such a good outlet. But with YouTube, that takes 500 hours to put out a solid video. And with TikTok, it was just far less intimidating because I thought, you know, you can, you can film 15 seconds of something and just post it and it's fine. So that's what I started doing. And I had kind of a mentality that if I was going to do cleaning content, I was not going to do it the way I'd always seen it done, which is people cleaning a clean house and they were perfectly made up and their house is flawless. So (laughs) I went into it just thinking, I hate that part of social media where it just feels so 
perfect. There's so much pressure, I feel like, with that kind of content. And I just wanted to be kind of realistic. And I, I kind of hit the ground running. My first three or four videos did nothing, but I was okay with that because none of my YouTube videos did anything. I was like, this is, it's free. No one knows me on TikTok. This is all 17 year olds on this app and I'll just do what I want. So I did. And then people were like, thank you for actually cleaning something dirty. <laughs> I'm like, Amazing. I've got days and days of that content. So that's kind of how, how I got started. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah. I love that you were just like, there's no cost to just trying and like, oh. what you know, if it doesn't take yeah. off, it doesn't take off. So might as well try it. Yep. And it's just, it's just fun and easy, especially if you're used to spending so much time editing videos or photos or whatever the case may be thinking so hard about your captions. TikTok is like, the more you could kind of fly by the seat of your pants, I feel like the the better you do. So <laughs> since I'm really good at flying by the seat of my pants, it works. I think that's awesome. And I think it's good, especially like you said, people who are used to editing a ton or having to put all this work into it. And TikTok just feels so much more accessible, kind of like this, at least for photographers, I think it's pretty untapped as far as people aren't really using it for their businesses, or maybe you're just starting to realize that it's a really powerful tool and that it's not as hard as, you know, this perfectly curated feed like some of the other platforms are. Yeah, for sure. For sure. One of my favorite TikToks to follow, I was thinking about this today because I feel like I have a lot of energy today and was excited about recording this podcast is the bones or no bones one <laughs> where yeah. noodle, the dog noodle he like stands him up and if he stands up then he's it's a bones day if he like flops down he's a no bones day and I'm like yeah I kind of like that mentality of you know <laughs> how like is today a high energy day or a low energy day and just like rolling with that um, I do too it's so fun okay so you started doing cleaning videos what has the evolution looked like for you as you've been consistent with it and building up a following how is how has that all gone for you well what I did when I started making TikToks and people started interacting is I just paid very close attention to the comments what people were saying because I've always wanted to have a connection with people on social media. I love it. I'm very awkward in person. And I feel like on social media, it's just easier. (laughs) And so I was just paying attention and I kept hearing the same things over and over. And they were all things that I struggled with. So I started sharing the things that I was going through in relation to my comments. So I, for instance, kept hearing all the time about People felt overwhelmed constantly. They felt like there wasn't enough time. So I started sharing some things that I was doing. I had like a cleaning, these cleaning lists that go according to your energy. So you have a low capacity an average capacity and a high capacity list. And then depending on how you're feeling, like the bones or no bones, actually, you just pick a list that works for you so that you're always making progress because if you have low energy all the time or you're, you know, you have chronic illness or something like that, you can feel like, well, I can't do everything. So I'm going to do nothing. And having a low and an average capacity list just kind of keeps you 
accomplishing things and moving the needle forward. So I started sharing that and that kind of, that that's what really took off. And then in relation to how it works with my business, I'm like an accidental business person because I, I just started, I put my lists out there. People wanted to buy them. And then I started making them better and got into digital art and it just exploded. It was crazy. And I think it's been very cool because if you do listen to whatever your people are saying, then you do know exactly what to give them. And TikTok is like, I have never advertised ever. Like I don't even advertise really on my TikToks. Just people will be like, where's that from? And then I have my, my website linked in my profile. So it's been nice. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that of this kind of this co-creating with your audience of Mm -hmm. you make this connection, you hear what they need and you create something geared towards that because you share now share that connection. I think that that's such a like smart and kind and giving way of creating content. Well, it's, there's a lot of generosity. Like you hear, I think one of the things I was most scared of when approaching TikTok was this is like full of teenagers and they're going to eat me alive. And I have had some pretty mean comments, (laughs) but not as mean as on Facebook or Instagram. And the generosity that I've seen from the audience has just been amazing. So the fact that they are willing to always support, always cheer you on, give you fresh ideas. It's, it's really an amazing platform. I think. Totally. So why do you think if someone's listening to this, they've never really done TikTok or maybe they're just on there lurking and they're watching Mm -hmm. videos and they're laughing at things like, first of all, do you think it's too late for someone to jump in to creating on TikTok? And then why do you think creatives should put some of their attention there now? I think you should put your attention on TikTok. I don't think it's too late. Um, You remember, I don't know if y'all remember, but YouTube came out and no one wanted to go on it. Because yeah. it was embarrassed. It was so cringy, you know, to be uh-huh. <laughs> And that's how it is with TikTok too. There's still this perception. But on TikTok, you're going to reach a huge audience because there are people on there that are nine. There are people on there that are 72 and they're just hanging out waiting for your content. So I think that you should definitely jump on it for two reasons. I think strategically, it is going to allow you to understand the mind of your client. It's going to bring business to you. I started a new YouTube channel. I had zero and just from TikTok, just from people trying to check out my links. I have like 3000 subscribers now. That is all TikTok. Instagram, same thing. I had zero subscribers. I have like 10,000 now, which to me blows my mind because Instagram has always been incredibly hard for me to break into that space. And then the fact of selling on my website, I have had enormous sales just from being on TikTok. And I think I've talked about the same things on Instagram, the same things on Facebook and YouTube and my conversion rate from TikTok is way higher. And I have a lot more followers there, but it's still very, very decent. So if you have a blog or if you have anything, 
I think that that's the way to go. So that's strategically. And then I think it's also very good for your, this sounds so stupid, but like spiritual journey. Like I think having to put yourself in new spaces where you're uncomfortable is so good for us just as people and as creatives. And it keeps you engaged in a new way. You're having to learn new things, approach it differently, different parts of your brain this are just firing. And then there's the aspect of your community. You get to really understand these people. So yes, yes, and yes. Get on TikTok. It's so fun. Also, no one's going to watch your content for a while. And that is amazing. So you can, especially if you are a photographer and you've been used to posting these pictures, that is amazing. People want to see your work on your feed. But from what I understand with Instagram, photos are kind of going away. They, they put so much attention on videos and on reels on Instagram. And if you hop over to TikTok, it's so much less pressure. You can work it out before you bring it to Instagram, where all of your people know you. And then it's a little bit more seamless. You've had a chance to experiment. I love that. And you mentioned the different platforms because you have almost a million followers on TikTok now. I know that's ridiculous. And you've been on a few different platforms. Do you feel like it's, I wouldn't say easier to build a platform because you're very consistent and you make very amazing content, but do you think it's like the algorithm or different things, like it's easier to get things out there than maybe some of the others that have been around for a while? Or what do you kind of think? It's just a different culture on TikTok where people are more supportive of each other. I'm, I'm kind of curious of how each one works, but I've yeah. noticed that about TikTok a little bit. I do think TikTok, the culture is different. And I think that the algorithm is different because YouTube and Instagram, they do push certain content. They have like their little darling content that they want to push all the time. And TikTok's different. It really the way you as a user curate your for you page, whatever you're interacting with, it's going to start sending you more content. So it's not arbitrary. Like I think Instagram's had updates where they won't even show you things in a timely fashion. They will hide accounts. I don't, I've heard a lot of things about how Instagram does it. And I've been on YouTube long enough to know that unless you're a bigger account, you're just not going to get seen. And I think I had, like, I had one video and it was ridiculous. I was cleaning my dirty shower door. I have a glass door. It was super dirty and I was cleaning it. I I got like 10,000 followers from that video and it was overnight. It was ridiculous because if people see you doing something authentic, they just respond. And because their feed is curated to their interests, If you are in their interest little range, you are going to get people constantly seeing your work, which I think is the fair way to do it. And it just helps you grow a lot faster, in my opinion. I love that you mentioned authenticity too, and kind of going off the format that you do your videos, which is you'll record something and do a voiceover over it. And then a lot of times the voiceovers are something encouraging or empowering or something that ties back to like taking care of yourself or I love that you combine those two things in your videos Mm -hmm. have 
have you found like certain formats or certain things as you've been experimenting that have worked better for you or things that you think kind of interact with your audience better as you've been playing around with videos? Yes. So I definitely, I like a sit down video. I think you have three seconds to capture attention on TikTok. And that means that from the jump, whatever your opening phrases that you're going to say, or whatever your image is, has to be capturing. So for me, I don't like cleaning. I make this content because that's the vehicle that I use to make the content I really want to make, which is adjusting mindset and, you know, embracing yourself and all your flaws and yourself journey. And so I just use cleaning because people will absolutely start watching my video because they see me, they see some clips put together of cleaning, but then they stay if they like that message. So you almost have to hit them both ways. You can, of course, record your audio at the same time as you're doing your video. That's definitely a thing. But people love to see just normal day-to-day things. And then you can record over that, whatever you want to say. And I think for photographers or any kind of creative, I would be so fascinated to see what your day looks like. What behind the scenes of you getting ready for a shoot looks like or, you know, getting your art supplies together, buying those things. People love the behind the scenes stuff. So if you can film that and then you say whatever you want to say over the top because you will have captured people visually. So, and then you can, and then you can get into your real message. I love that you mentioned that too, because it was a while ago where I realized that the people I enjoyed listening to the most, whether it was YouTube or Instagram or a TikTok, there was a vehicle you know, to capture attention. And then there was a deeper message they were also saying. Mm -hmm. So like for a while, I followed this guy who gave dating tips and it was like, (laughs) the hook was kind of like what to text back or whatever, you know? And, but the whole message was, was self-love and personal growth and confidence. And and I love that. I love that they're like having that deeper message that really connects with people through whatever it is that you're doing. Yeah. The nice thing about, TikTok and another reason why I do think creatives should be involved in TikTok is because you get the opportunity to really peel back the layers because it's not a platform where people want to see your perfect little world. They really like seeing how you really are and it's hard to do that. It's hard to post how you authentically are. I almost have a panic attack or I did, I used to almost have a panic attack every time I posted because I was so determined to just be myself, but myself is, who is that? And is she acceptable? <laughs> so that was part of my, my growth journey. But because the people who watch TikTok, they don't want you to sell to them. They don't want you to pretend that everything's fine. It's so liberating and you get to really dive into what makes you tick and share that in a way that is just so acceptable to these people. They love it. So I think it's very freeing. That is freeing. 
And that vulnerability connects at such a deeper level. I, this is speaking specifically to photographers, but I feel like we are so interested in, in other people being vulnerable with us, letting us capture them behind the camera, in front of the camera. And we are so trained to curate and for everything to be perfect. And Mm -hmm. you only want to show your very best work. And I think all of those things are important, but I do think a place like TikTok where you can open up behind the scenes and really let down your guard. I feel like that is so impactful on a different level. Yeah. I was listening to one of your podcasts and you were talking with a guest about how whenever you leave a shoot, you should just take a little voice memo or write down something personal about whoever you were photographing. And I just thought that would be the neatest video to just, you know, be driving home and like, I just left this wedding or whatever your event was and talking about that because people would feel people are so grabbed by a story and that would be an amazing opportunity to kind of share that. So I immediately thought about TikTok when I heard that. I was like, that would be so great. I love that. Yeah, because I think deep down, everyone wants to connect in a human, authentic way. Definitely, especially right now. I think since the pandemic, we've all been kind of adrift. And social media has been a connecting piece. I do think especially TikTok has been a connecting piece because you you don't have to feel like everything's going great. You don't have to present your best self. You could just be going through it and, and share that. And it's just so fine. I've had so many friendships develop because of this app. It's, um, it's great. So you mentioned getting used to showing your authentic self, filming yourself, cleaning, filming things that you normally wouldn't film was an adjustment. How did you get over that hump? Did it take time? Did it take pep talks? Like how did you kind of get into that space where, or even how did you develop the habit of just like, Oh, I'm doing this thing. I should film it. Um, I, I really didn't have a plan. I know how important it is to have a plan, but, um, I have like five kids and I don't, I don't have a plan (laughs) that I can rely on ever. Um, And so, but to me, I just wanted to post one video a day, five days a week. It didn't matter which days I just wanted to do that. And whenever I filmed it, I specifically decided on things that I figured the typical person would relate to. I didn't try to, like my YouTube self, when I was first starting, would have tried to stage it a little bit better, would have tried to, you know, pick up the trash or, you know, just make it look a little bit more acceptable. And I just, every time I would just see it, I'd be like, oh my gosh, am I going to film this? And then I just, yes, I am going to film this. (laughs) And if you do believe that social media is too curated, if you do believe that people feel so much pressure to only put out the things that are beautiful and aesthetic, I think that that will help you too. Um, But you just kind of have to make the decision and you don't have to be ready to show everything because I had been doing YouTube for years before that. 
So I'd already been kind of on this journey of being more transparent, but you don't have to start that way. You do whatever your threshold for pain tells you to do, but just try to make it a little bit more authentic than you feel comfortable with because then you're, you're going to be growing. If you're uncomfortable, you're growing. So that's what I would suggest. You don't definitely don't need to pull back the curtain all the way, but as much as you feel like you can. Little by little when you're, Mm -hmm. as you're comfortable in that growth or a little uncomfortable. Just saw Taylor Swift. She was doing like the commencement speech somewhere and she was saying like, lean into the cringe. Cause I think that's the fear too, is like, Mm -hmm. like you said, YouTube, ah, you know, TikTok, ah, and, and pushing past that fear of like, what are people going to think? Cause in the end, everything we are going to look back on everything and feel that way. Right. (laughs) So like, why not just do the things that feel good? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I, I actually don't even, I mean, okay. A little bit cringe at some earlier stuff, but I also think you have to go through that to get to where you want to be with everything, right? We come into life as adults with this mindset that if we can't start doing something perfectly, why do it? And that's just not how we were as kids. You were allowed to fail a whole bunch of times and having to practice was a given. Then we become adults and we're like, I don't need to practice anything. I I should be perfect. And if I'm not, I'm not going to do it. And I am the biggest person at fault for this. This has been a huge transformation for me, but I think the more that you just try things, it gives you back that childlike quality where you are allowed to do something just for fun or to make mistakes and it's not the end of the world. So yes, it could be cringy. You could look at that way or you could just see that people are trying to be vulnerable. That's special. That's, that is a very, very amazing element that has introduced itself into our social media culture. I love getting back to that childlike place where you're like, I don't need to wait for other people's permission to create right. something or to talk about something or to connect with someone. Like I'm going to do the thing that does push me out of my comfort zone, but also like opens new doors to learning new things and new joy and new people and all kinds yeah. of things. Yeah. Because you're being true to yourself when you do it, despite what other people are going to say. Like I finally did tell people that I was on TikTok, friends and family members, and they, oh, Kristen, they would be like, oh, that's nice. TikTok. (laughs) Or sometimes I would message people that I'd gotten to like a certain number and I was just blown away and they would just be like, oh, that sounds good. Are you having fun on that little app? And I'm like, (laughs) I'm making more money than I've ever made in a real job on this little app. So I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, I think we could do a whole other podcast on that, but you know, the (laughs) fears of what our friends will think or our family thinks ultimately, eventually it's like, sure. At first they might be like, Oh, TikTok," And then one day Mm -hmm. they're going to be like, my friend Sarah is crushing it on TikTok. Our opinions change so quickly anyways, and we just get to prove people wrong and it's so fun. (laughs) Or you get to just be sincere to yourself because if you do the thing that you want to do, despite other people having 
a little shade about it, then you feel like so much more proud. I'm so proud of myself that I did this despite having anyone except for my daughter and my husband who just saw the potential and and thought it was a good idea, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Well, okay. So talk to me like I'm a five-year-old and explain some of the technical stuff with TikTok. Can you link back to your website? Can you post things like how do you take it from just being something that pops up on someone's screen to creating a more long-term relationship, you know, blogging or whatever? Tell mm-hmm. us all of the things. So TikTok is just like Instagram and in that you have your little profile area and you can put a link tree or a whatever you use to send them back to other places. And so that's something that you definitely want to have. And then I would definitely utilize your profile area. It needs to be short and sweet. So you know, on Instagram, man, so many people, they're like, you need to provide the problem and how you solve it. And I think like, that's a little bit true, but it doesn't have to be that deep you know, just a few little keywords and then your link. And then when you're making videos, unless you do want to do dances and trends, and that's totally fine because that just illustrates another side of you. I don't because that side of me is an actual cringe. (laughs) But (laughs) if you do want to do those dances and the trends, I would definitely use the TikTok app. There's a little plus button in the middle, no matter where you're at and you can add your video. It's very intuitive. It's super easy to use. But if you have content where you want to put together more of a vlog or kind of something a little bit more editing required, I would definitely use an outside app and then upload it. You can upload now. I think everyone has access to up to three minute videos, but I wouldn't do it. I would say under a minute. You said outside apps. What app do you edit your videos in? I have two apps that I use. I specifically, I like InShot if I'm going to do something that is very lengthy because you can fast forward, but you can get 10 times speed on an app called Splice. And the cool thing about that app is you can edit everything you can add text, you can add a voiceover, you can add captions for your voiceover and it auto generates the captions. So all you have to do is edit them. It is very easy to use. And once you've saved it to your camera roll, then you just you know go back to the TikTok app. The other good thing about using something like Splice instead of the TikTok app is once you've made your video, you're not going to have the TikTok watermark on it. So then you can go share it, which is what I do. I'll, I'll first post to TikTok and then I'll go send it to Instagram and Facebook. So it's just much easier done that way. I think. Yeah, totally. I feel like there's some other features too. Like you have some videos pinned to the top and you have some little links that are pinned at the top. Is that something that unlocks when you get to a certain amount of followers or can you, can anyone do that with the business profile? I think anyone can pin, you can pin three videos. So I think anyone can do that. Some people have access to 10 minute videos. I do, but I just don't use that. They also just rolled out 
stories. So I think that's, you know, exactly like Instagram. And then they're about to give people access to a shopping link, which is going to be amazing because TikTok hates you to link outside of their app. They want to keep you able to do it within the app. And that's another like little strategic thing is if you want to send people to your blog or, you know, you have a specific post that you want to send them to, I, I wouldn't even say it. I would just maybe write it in your comment section and pin it. And then people could see because TikTok, the algorithm picks up, oh, and you should go to Instagram to check out da da da. And, and then it just, it will hold your video or it won't get as much traction in my gotcha. opinion. Because <laughs> it does not want to send you outside of TikTok. It does not. It wants you to stay on TikTok. So once that shopping link comes out, I think that's going to be huge for business owners. So get in there. Do you mess with trending audios or anything like that? Like, are there any other things that you found as tips that really help as you're getting things out there? Are you mostly doing voiceovers? So when I first got on TikTok, everybody, all of these like experts, they will tell you, you need to make a very short video, like seven to like 28 seconds. You need to do trending audio. They just give you a lot of advice, the same advice. And I don't think that that matters. I don't think any of it matters. You don't need to put for you page hashtags on your videos. You need to put hashtags that actually relate to what you're doing so that TikTok knows how to classify you. Because if they see that, you know, you've hashtag wedding photography, then they're going to put that in front of people who have been searching for that and and consuming that content. So you want to be very strategic with your hashtags. I think it's good to have a couple of broad hashtags. And then if you are a little bit more niche, then to add those as well. I don't think the audio really matters, but you could use it and you can turn the volume all the way down. If you just want to experiment and it doesn't really go with your vibe, you can definitely do that. You can make the length of video that you want to make. Just ensure that it is interesting in the beginning. So you're not going to talk about where you're at before you get to the pain point. You're going to talk about the pain point and then you're going to tell the story. That is what works best. I think it's so much more about what you're visually offering and what you're talking about. That's going to grab people because I've never used any of that stuff. And I do have, you know, a good bit of people. I've been doing it for like a year and a half, not even so just do it your way. <laughs> just do it your way. I I totally hear you. I'm like all the tips. Sometimes they're great. Sometimes you're like, just do the thing that feels most authentic. Mm-hmm. You also have been able to get some sponsors and things like that. Like talk to me about how you've started to use it towards your business. What are some things that have come to you or that you've been working on? So I think that you can get sponsorships and brand deals from the time that you're pretty new, but they just aren't going to offer you as much, of course, until you have the numbers. But I have pursued a few brand deals, but most of everything else has come to me. And that's actually where I think Instagram works in my favor. That is the only reason I started an Instagram because I knew 
someone had told me that that's really how brands reach out to you. So that's what I did. And that is the truth. And definitely on your little link, that's your business email, because that's, that's a big deal too. But I've had some pretty amazing brands reach out. And once you make your video for them, even if it's, you know, my first videos were just for the product. They were in exchange for the product. They were going to let me review it. So it great, even if it's like a smaller product because analytics and you can provide that to the next brand as you're negotiating a higher price for your services. That's amazing. And okay. So having your Instagram linked in your TikTok has allowed brands to reach out to you more often. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And then I wanted to ask you about one of your recent videos. Cause I think this is another cool thing that I've been seeing you do on TikTok. is that because you're already making these cleaning videos, you're like, I have content I want to create. You've then been going and blessing other people by cleaning their house or doing something that will help them. How has doing this, how has TikTok let you give back to people? I think just the fact that people respond so much to real life scenarios has been incredible. So I have gone to do different cleaning for people because my platform is really about people who have chronic illness, mental health stuff, or physical things that are going on that prevent them from really doing what they want to do. And so I've been able to make content to kind of showcase what this really looks like because we make assumptions about people. And this is just in my little world of cleaning, but we make assumptions that if you're not cleaning your house, then you're lazy. Or if you don't have this going on, then, you know, you just don't care. And we need to normalize a lot of things because we have very toxic social media culture that we need to progress past. So I think no matter what area you're in, you know that there are stereotypes for that. And if you can find those stereotypes that you see everywhere and you can kind of break past that layer and show people a different side, that is going to be amazing. And it just leads to you know, plenty of other opportunities because people can't get enough of seeing content like that. I cleaned that, I cleaned my neighbor's floors. I was just cleaning a small part of her floors actually. And that video is like 2 million views. I don't even, I don't know how, but because people like it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Being able to connect over things and shine a light on things that feel, people feel like they have to hide, destigmatizing illness and mental illness. I think Mm -hmm. that's the other really beautiful thing about building a platform is that you can reach more people with a cause that you're really passionate about. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you can talk about anything. You can bring light to anything you want. Exactly. Well, any other tips or any other things you want to leave our listeners with if they're they're downloading their TikToks now. They're excited to get started. What would you leave them with? I would say don't don't worry about being technical. Don't worry about there's a million features that you can use on TikTok and that's very exciting when you first start and or overwhelming. I wouldn't worry about that. Whatever you think is going to be fun or of interest or of use to other people just do that. Don't put pressure on yourself. 
Do not think that you're going to get laughed off the app. It is a very simple place, honestly. And whatever you bring is good. You don't need to look like anybody else. You don't need to offer anything that you see other trending people do. Just who you are is what people need to see. And just bring that and the rest will follow because you'll learn as you go. And that's, that's as it should be. That's beautiful. I wonder if the process, you kind of, you mentioned this a little bit earlier, but the process of doing this helps you uncover your authentic self too. We're used to living in an overly curated world. There's a little bit of a stripping down and like revealing that true self. Right. Well, let's see a pass. You know, you have these lines drawn in the sand of what you think you're supposed to be presenting to people. And if you stick your little toe over the next time, it's going to be easier to do a little bit more. And in that way, oh my gosh, I found out so many things about myself just from being willing to work on sharing the actual things that are going on. And of course you don't have to overshare, but you know, we are people, we don't need to pretend that we have it all together. We want to have every single aspect of our life on point. And that's what we want to project to people. And that is so false (laughs) because none of us are getting it right in every area of our life. And when you talk about that, or when you allow people to see, maybe it's just visually, they're seeing, you know, that you're trying to get, get something done and you're harried, you're overwhelmed. That is helpful because then people feel like they are not the, you know, the, the one person who can't get their life together. We're all struggling on some level. And the more we display that, I think it's less burdensome to us. And it's definitely gives a lot of freedom to the people that are watching your content. I love that. Well, how can people find you on the internet, your website, your TikTok, things like that? How can people connect with you? Um, I am Sarah McGlory everywhere except for YouTube. And there I am Sarah McGlory home. So yeah, my website, everything. It's just my name. Amazing. Well, we will link all of that in the show notes below. Sarah, thank you so much for jumping on. And I know I'm inspired to go and work on my TikTok and I'm sure a bunch of our listeners are too. So thank you for sharing your time and your story with us. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. This episode was produced and edited by the lovely Jen Madigan Creative. Music for this episode was written and recorded by Jamie Lono and Shammy D. Thanks for being part of our Dangerous Creatives podcast community, and we'll see you again next time.